Hello, my good friends. This is Dan Jones with another quiet talk to share with you today. Then David said in his heart, Now I shall perish one day by the hand of Saul. There is nothing better for me than that I should escape to the land of the Philistines. Then Saul will despair of seeking me any longer within the borders of Israel, and I shall escape out of his hand. So David arose and went over, he and the six hundred men who were with him, to Achish, the son of Maok, king of Gath. David had been on the run from Saul for years. More than once, Saul personally attempted David's murder. And for years, he and his soldiers tracked David as he wandered around Israel homeless. During these years of running, David penned many of our most beloved psalms. For example, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul makes its boast in the Lord. The humble, or let the humble hear and be glad. O magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord, and he answered me, and delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant, and their faces shall never be ashamed. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and delivers them. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints, for those who fear him have no lack The young lions suffer want and hunger, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. That was the first 10 verses of Psalm 34. Those words are so encouraging. In the verses I started out with, David has just had what turns out to be his final encounter with Saul, in which Saul said to him, I have sinned. Return, my son David, for I will no more do you harm, because my life was precious in your eyes this day. Behold, I have acted foolishly and have made a great mistake. He goes on before they part to say, Blessed be you, my son David. You will do many things and will succeed in them. You would think, that this would calm David's fears and be just what he wanted to hear. And yet, right after this promise of peace from Saul, David says to himself the words above, Now I shall perish one day by the hand of Saul. Remember all the times David prayed for God to deliver him from his enemies. It looks like that that's what's happening once more. The context of Saul's promise to David was the second time when David had the opportunity to kill Saul, but refrained because Saul had been anointed by God to be the king of Israel. No matter what he had done in David's eyes, he would always be God's anointed. And so it would be a sin for David to stretch out his hand against King Saul. What a godly character. No wonder he was called a man after God's own heart. He vowed not to kill Saul, but to leave him 
in God's hands. Saul eventually was killed on the battlefield, but not at the hands of David. But in spite of David's faithfulness, and in spite of the fact that he continually called on God and expressed his complete trust in God, here he is, apparently despairing. What does this tell us about this great man after God's own heart? It tells us that he was a human being just like you and just like me. Sometimes people read the Bible and they get the idea that these great heroes of the faith were superhuman, not like the rest of us mortals. But they were men and women just like us. And just like us, they went through times of serious doubt in their walk with God. Have you ever had serious doubts? Of course you have. I don't really need to ask that question. I first answered the call to ministry when I was 21 years old. That's a long time ago. Then I didn't really doubt that God was calling me to preach the gospel. But there have been many times in all those years that I doubted. There have been two or three times in my life when I seriously tried to leave the ministry, thinking I was a failure and needed to find another way to support my family. I can say to you now that I am thankful that none of those attempts to bail out were successful. Nothing else in life has really worked out for me. Being a preacher of the gospel is just my thing, I guess. What should be our response when these feelings of failure and discouragement come? Well, David himself shows us the way. He said in those verses I started out with that he would leave the land of Israel and go over to the Philistines. In case you didn't know, the Philistines were Israel's arch enemy at that time. David approached the king of the Philistine city of Gath, whose name was Achish. You might remember that Gath was where the giant Goliath came from. Achish accepted David and his men and gave them their own town to live in, a place called Ziklag. They lived there almost a year and a half. While there, David and his soldiers would go out on raids against some of the other tribes who were enemies of Israel. When they came back, they would tell Achish that they'd actually been raiding the towns of Israel. That way, Achish would believe that David was indeed loyal to him. One day, Achish and his men were set to go out against Israel. David told Achish that he would fight alongside him, but his generals didn't trust David, and so they sent him home. When David and his men got home, their town had itself been raided by the Amalekites. Their wives, their children, and all their possessions had been taken. They sat down and cried until they couldn't cry anymore. Then David's men began to talk about stoning him since they held him responsible for what had happened. What did David do? Did he run away? Did he beg them for mercy? No. The Bible says that David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. He got alone with God in prayer and no doubt meditated on the faithfulness of God and all the ways that God had cared for him all his life. Then he got up and asked God what to do. God told him to pursue the Amalekites and that he would be victorious. And that's what happened. David and his men went after them and defeated them. 
recovering their wives and children and all their goods. It was a great victory. Are you in a situation today where you are tempted to give up hope? Is everything against you? It's time to turn to God and encourage yourself in Him. Instead of wallowing in self-pity and thinking of how bad everything is, remind yourself of all the ways that God has been faithful to you all your life. Magnify the Lord, praise and glorify Him and thank Him for His goodness to you. And then determine to get up and stay in the fight. Decide that you are going to go on in God's work and never, never give up. If you will sincerely do this, if you will turn away from looking inward and focus on the God you have been trusting until now, he will meet you and he will revive you. God is in the resurrection business. Count on it. Dear precious Heavenly Father, I pray for some who may be listening to me right now, who are discouraged, who are tempted to quit, to stop trusting and believing in God, thinking that there's no hope. God, encourage them today. I pray that they will turn to you. They will remember all the ways that you have taken care of them in the past and met every need. Lord Jesus, they will cry out to God. And even in the words of this wonderful Psalm 34, they will magnify the Lord and bless his holy name. Cry out to God, knowing that you will save them out of all their troubles. Lord, bless those listening today and help us to stay in the fight and to never quit until we see Jesus someday face to face in his precious name. I pray, amen. My dear friend, could I just uh, say a personal word and ask for your prayers in a very specific way? Since we left our previous uh, ministry and denomination a little over a year ago, uh, we have not had a home of our own to live in. We've lived in various places. We had a temporary rental that ended at the beginning of this month. And we've lived with, right now we're living with my son. And we are seeking God's direction for a permanent place for Debbie and me and David and Benjamin to live. So would you please pray for God to open that door for us, wherever it might be. God is able to do this thing. I hold on to that verse from Psalm 90. Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all generations, and he is my dwelling place now. So thank you for your prayers, and thank you for praying for the Bread of Life Anglican Church, which meets Sundays at 10 o'clock at 1809 Union Street in Schenectady, New York at the American Legion Hall. If you're in that area, you don't have a church home, come visit with us and let us minister to you and and just try to be a blessing to you. As always, you can reach me by email at father.danjones at outlook.com. May God richly bless you, I pray.